Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Good morning. You've made the right choice for Cabinet Reshuffle Day Analysis. It's all happening right here, right now. Not today, thank you, with Jake Yap. The world of politics is filled with mystery and wonder. But what's life like inside the Cabinet? To find out, our team of spy MPs goes undercover. Our MPs not only look like real Cabinet Ministers, they behave like them too. Armed with the latest camera technology, our dummy MPs are indistinguishable from the real thing. And give us the view from inside the world of the Cabinet Reshuffle. A misty morning in Westminster, and there's just one lone minister. And, somewhat defeating the purpose of the programme, we're spending more time filming the model than we are the real creatures around it. This model of an MP probably cost about 75 grand, even though it looks like a toy piggy you'd buy down the market for three quid. But here comes a real MP to check it out. Hello, are you new? I've been doing stuff at the DWP. Alright. He looks convinced. And our imposter has made it into the cabinet reshuffle. So, so, so look, the thing is, uh, we're, we're moving Esther over to be our new minister for workhouses. Uh, but but that, that, that's all on the download for now. Uh, Sajid's a total prong, uh, but it's a useful bit of misdirection. Scientists analysing our spy footage have concluded that the job of the Chancellor is to be a less charismatic version of the Prime Minister. It makes them look good by comparison. So so I'm afraid, uh, uh, Tom, Tommy, is it Tommy or Tommy? I tell you what, uh, do you fancy having a go as Foreign Secretary? Just because, I mean, plainly, you are a dressmaker's mannequin balanced on a remote control car with a 
Bluetooth speaker sellotape to his chest, but even that has to be better than Dominic, who, saying he hadn't quite understood the importance of the Dover Calais crossing and perpetually looking like the sweet but utterly inconsequential boyfriend you chose at 14 before you moved on to something more substantial, is by far the thickest person to have been in the world of politics ever, and I am including when David Van Day stood in the last general election. Thank you very much. Okay, great. Now, 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 Our spy MP has done it. It secured a cabinet post. Next, we're off to Russia, and our spy over there has a special attachment of a bag of brine. You want to make a party? Let's see if we can get any revealing footage of an American president. I cannot hope to describe how long that sketch took to make and the robot noise didn't even work. I spent about... I don't know, from about a quarter past six to ten to seven trying to make the vocoder work. And I know it didn't work and I know you couldn't hear it, all right? You don't have to write and tell me, mum. <laughs> but, uh, oh man, people who are into all that electronica stuff. Well, I set up a, a chain of resonant filters with a... Re- oh, stop it. I found a... I got a, mil- a vintage Moog from eBay and uh, I discovered I could actually uh, solder uh, a cable uh, to my eye and uh, it traces my eye movements and that uh, shapes the contour of the sine wave of the... Shut up! Just make a tune! Hit a piano! Oh my god! <sighs> anyway, uh, there's a great story here from the New European about Rory Stewart. He's a man who can't stop running because he's always running. It's Rory Stewart. Uh, he claims he claims he slept in more than 500 strangers' homes. Uh, that's not him being... And there's a picture of him. He's always out, and he's always got a formal shirt, formal shirt, uh, but no tie because I'm real, uh, and then, like, some kind of anorak on, and it's just the way... He looks like he's leafleting for, I don't know, like, the RSPB or something. Like, I like the RSPB. I Don't get me wrong, I'm a member. I, I, I just... You know what I mean? Something... Oh... Anyway, uh, he's got a hashtag, uh, hashtag come kip with me. Mm. All right, what's going on here? Uh, So he's been uh, inviting members of the public from all over London uh, to uh, invite him to go and sleep in their houses. Uh, He's had a thousand offers. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's quite a business going through a thousand offers, uh, he told the PA news agency. Uh, I try to focus on people who are in particular need, so trying to get people with particular problems they want me to see. <laughs> or walk through in the bathroom. Uh, he said, I don't know if I'm a good house guest. Uh, I'm quite used to turning up at people's houses and sleeping on their floors. My wife says that uh, I don't snore too much, but then she is very polite. Uh, it's difficult to know how much I do snore. Well, yeah, okay. Uh... But he's he's real. He's and he's not worried. Uh, he gets a member of his staff to go around and say hello and introduce themselves and check people are happy, and not wielding a machete. I let them do that first. Even though he goes on to say, "I've slept in houses in central Afghanistan, Iran, and Pakistan. I'm not too worried about staying in people's houses in London." All right, mate. Uh, he described the campaign as very doable. As of course. Uh, even though he's got a wife and two children, 
aged five and two. Rory, look after your wife so she can look after your kids. You're plainly not doing it. You've 500 nights you've spent away. That's 500 nights your wife has had to look after two children. And many people sadly have to commute even further, a weekly commute for work. So I think being out of the house for one night a week in another bar in London, staying with someone is something that I owe to people in London. Wait a minute, you're doing one a week and you've done 500. Have you been doing this for 10 years? What's going on with you, Rory? But should we invite him? Let's hashtag come kip with me. Come kip with me. Uh, it's a very army term. Come, come kip with me. Wonderful, wonderful. Maybe we could spoon. Love him. Rory Stewart. We had a message from Sam uh, saying, I'm thoroughly confused by turn of phrase. I don't have a clue. Uh, this is obviously, well, let's play now. Yes, that music can only mean one thing. It's time for Turn of Phrase. The game show where you have to guess the turn of phrase being revealed by the boxes as we clear them off the screen. And uh, Mr. Crisps is uh, up to mischief as usual. Uh, now we saw there was like a pointy thing over his head and then there was a, there was like a thing moving and we've got what looks like some, is it a finger? Maybe more than one finger up by his mouth. Uh, let's reveal today's box. Interesting. Uh, that looks like a, a friend of Mr. Crisp's is involved there now. And something going on with their ear. We will, of course, reveal what the turn of phrase is tomorrow. And uh, Sam lamented the fact that there was no prize. Uh, her guesses were a rabbit on the side... Cat sixes and sevens, an eye for an eye, hair no evil. No, all wrong, I'm afraid. Uh, if you've got a guess, it's at Not Today Pod on Twitter. Anyway, she goes on to say, uh, you were talking about synesthesia today. Uh, what, yesterday, now? Uh, and the fact that you see colours and textures on letters. Ki oh, ki only kind of. It's not real synesthesia. I know someone with real synesthesia. I know it's not... Uh, and it reminded me that I read this article recently about synesthesia and there's a, an online tool where you can type in words and, and see them. It's an artist called Bernadette Sheridan. But it's her colours. Her colours are all wrong. All wrong. Anyway, uh, said I, I enjoyed the DC masks bit and said I've just started reading a book called The Chimp Paradox. Uh, the, the bit about the lizard brain made her think of it. She says apparently we all have a chimp in our brains. Uh, that we need to nurture and control, or he'll control us. Yeah, I mean, that... It's too late to shut that stable door. That horse has bolted in my head. That chimp is flinging poo all over the shop. She says it sounds bonkers, but it's actually very good. And written by a proper grown-up with qualifications and everything. Oh, imagine. Uh, but it made me wonder if listeners have got their own self-improvement book proposals that they'd like to pitch. Uh, she says, here's mine, From Fat to Fatalist. A journey of acceptance, how understanding it's all pointless and the earth is on fire, gave me the freedom to enjoy carbs again. <laughs> I think we're all with you on that one. Uh, she says, uh, thanks very much. 
and uh, the charity she works for, Fair Share, they got a new donut off the back of the podcast, which is uh, really great. Uh, let's have a look at some other business that's been going on. Uh, we've got to do the poll results. Uh, Hedy did a choose your own adventure yesterday. Let's see just exactly what happened with all of that. OK, it's time for the result of the poll. Uh, Hedy offered two stories for us to read, saying the other one will be destroyed the minute we read one of them. And it looks like after a whopping 20 votes, a strange man with yellow hair is on 25%. But Dutch night classes is on 75%, which I have to confess secretly I'm, I'm relieved about because I feel like I feel like that's going to be the one. So should we read it? Let's read it. Okay, here we go. Clicking on the link now. Dear Jake, I signed up for one of those Learn Dutch night classes. Oh yeah, those Learn Dutch night classes. Uh, what I did not tell them <laughs> was that I'm already fairly fluent in Dutch, having lived there. Oh, what a mean thing to do. Although maybe an important thing to do. Uh, when I was forced to make conversation with other students, I added swear words and rudeness into it. I said cat and pick, which are very naughty in Dutch. And the nice lady I was paired with thought I wanted to pick a cat, which I do. I wanted to pick her cat. I left coming bottom of my class, but just beforehand, I owned up to my teacher and we both... Had a big laugh about it all. In Dutch. <laughs> That's my attempt. Anyway, P.S. Uh, there is a word that if you could not say correctly during the war, the Dutch resistance would shoot you dead. The word is Scheveringen, the popular seaside resort in the Netherlands, and a lot like Morecambe, i.e. not much cop. Uh, did I say it right? Would I be shot in the head? Do let me know, Hedy. Scheveringen. I want to click on the other link. Is that a betrayal of trust? Do I click on the other link? I want to click on the other link. I'm clicking. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. I did it. I'm reading it. I think... I think we chose right. <laughs> I'm not going to... I think we chose right. Uh, thank you very much indeed, Hedy. I love the choose your own adventure idea. It's so good. Anyway, we were talking about styling it out. And Neil says, morning, Jake. Morning, Neil. Thinking about styling our mistakes out brought to mind a trip I made with my family back in the late 80s when I was about 11. Ah, yes. We were flying to L.A. on a once-in-a-lifetime trip to visit Disneyland and the great cultural highlights en route to see a relative in Australia. Oh, wow, you went that? Okay. Uh, This detour was presumably a bit of a parental sweetener for me, uh, uh, who was otherwise about to spend two weeks of the summer holidays in a pleasant but elderly lady's house in the outskirts of Melbourne. I mean, we've all done that. Until they they find you. Back in those pre-9-11 days, the cabin crew would go around the cabin at a certain point to ask if otherwise bored children would like to visit the flight deck to see how a jumbo jet was flown. Yeah, I did that! In 1987, I got to go up to the cockpit on the first time I'd ever been on a plane. It was cool. I took a craft knife and we ended up in Belize. No. Anyway, I happily accepted the offer, says Neil, and I toddled up the stairs with the nice stewards through first class and into the cockpit where... Oh, my God, the noise! Being used to TV and film representations of cockpits, I was totally unprepared for the loudness of all the air rushing straight at a tiny room in the pointy end of a plane, travelling at over 500 miles per hour. It's really loud! This is, of course, why the captain and co-pilot, and back in those days, navigator, have headphones. Right. You may then imagine 11-year-old me peering around at all the dials and switches, properly impressed but also unable to hear anything. The captain turned round and pointed at things. His mouth was moving, so I presume he was explaining what things did. Although, for all I could tell, he might have been explaining his long-standing but unrequited love for his co-pilot. That's Lionel! And I love him, but he he won't understand. He says he can't leave the kids. Eventually, I became aware that he was speaking to me directly, and I tried, I really tried, to work out what he was saying. Eventually, after making it clear that I, I couldn't hear, I, I, I can't hear, and him repeating himself several times, I thought I had deciphered the words amid the massive roar of wind and concluded that he had asked where my family normally went on holiday. A perfectly reasonable question, I thought, to which I replied, Oh, it depends! It was only as I hit the word, Depends! that I belatedly realised that what he had actually asked was, (laughs) Where do you come from? (laughs) At the same time, I clocked the look of confusion and embarrassment on his face. Yes, I thought, inwardly kicking myself, where I come from, Depends! I think he thought that I was some transient child who had somehow managed to get his hands on a plane ticket. 
Uh, rather than correct this misunderstanding, however, I did what any other socially awkward, temporarily deafened 11-year-old would do under the circumstances and pretended to be interested in all of the dials until the cabin crew reappeared to take us kids back to our seats. All the best, Neil. Oh, well done. Oh, Jem's uh, got a story about styling it out. Good morning, Jake and the Yapostles. My God, it's actually starting to stick. I'd like to make the point I didn't come up with Yapostles. Anyway, Jem said, I'm going to take my scarf off because it keeps doing this on the mic. No one needs to hear that. Sorry about that. As I'm lying here at 3 a.m. on the outer extremities of my six-year-old single bed. Oh. Oh, Jem. Oh. Yeah, he wrote this four hours ago. Oh. Waiting for her to go back to sleep, having been woken by the wind. Well, Jem, I thought I'd use the time wisely. <laughs> you can, you know, apparently just closing your eyes, lying there with your eyes closed is like 80%, 85% as good as sleeping. Oh, Jem, I hope you're all right this morning. I thought I'd use the time wisely and write up a time where I'd sort of styled it out. I've not proofread this. Sorry for any mistypes. I'm on my phone, obviously, and perched on the edge of a bed. Jem, we're all with you. Oh, I feel for you. The year was 2002, and having saved for six months after leaving uni, I was in Mammoth Lakes, California, for a, oh, another one, a once-in-a-lifetime snowboarding holiday. I was at best a novice snowboarder, but keen to keep up with my friends, old and new, on a trip across the mountain. This was to reach a slope we'd been told about as having really amazing powder as few people bothered to make the trip. It turned out that this was because in order to get there, you had to go down and up, down and up, down and up several slopes and ski lifts, which was fairly tedious and tiring. My incident occurred as we joined the queue to get on a smallish lift that would take us to the top of a green run called Sesame Street. We entered the funnel for the queue on the move from the Peruvian rundown, I'm wondering what is that a is that a ski term or is that a typo? I don't know. We're all groping around this morning, aren't we? So I was well behind the rest of the six strong group. For those unfamiliar with snowboarding, in order to get on a sit-down ski lift, a boarder generally has to detach their rear foot from the board so that they can actually sit without taking their legs up. I'd been able to do this on the move, so had still maintained a small but significant degree of momentum as I followed everyone else into the otherwise empty queuing area. Oh man, I, I did snowboarding once. And, I, you know, for half the run, I was spectacular. And for half the run, I was going down on my teeth. And I didn't enjoy the ski lifts. He says, It was a bit icy at the bottom of the hill, and I was a bit wobbly owing to the aforementioned noviceness and having only one foot in the bindings. Excuse me. As I was a little way back from the group, a large gentleman at the side of the queuing tape took the opportunity to jump in ahead. Oh, OK. Lifting the tape and shoving his small child in front of me. I had the ability to stop and avoid the said child, so I thought, typical American. Oh, well, I don't want to break this small child, however inconsiderate their parent is. I'll just humiliatingly fall on my bum, make some loud protestations in my best Hugh Grant-esque accent... Most Americans had loved that so far, and I'll be on my way. I, 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 so I did. Well, nearly. What I actually did was stretch out my left arm behind me and fall back onto that. I, ops, a arm break. Could be. 
Still waiting, Jem. I immediately realised something wasn't quite right as I struggled to get back on my feet and my friend's calls of, Are you all right? were met with the usual response of, Uh, no. Having managed to stand up despite pain in my left shoulder, I ducked out of the queue and my friends gathered around. I attempted to take off my snowboard but found that my left arm moved in the exact opposite direction to that which I'd asked it to do. Oh, God. Oh, dear, I said. That That's not right. I think I might have to set, sit the rest of this one out, chaps. Could, could someone take my board off and carry it, please? This done, we walked the few hundred feet to the wooden shack at the bottom of Sesame Street. Unfamiliar with what to do in such circumstances, I poked my head around the corner of the doorway into a skidoo hut, and on spotting some employees of Mammoth Lakes Resort, uttered in my finest RP, the now immortal, among my chums at least, line, Excuse me, um, I appear to have dislocated my shoulder. Uh, could you tell me where I need to go? The first aid hut was next door. I was directed there and eventually shared an ambulance with a skier who'd shattered his shoulder on a half-pipe. Later that day, my arm was fixed without any painkillers. I wonder whether my stiff upper lipness had anything to do with that, for the princely sum of $700. Yes, I had insurance. And I spent the next three weeks sat around the chalet. Oh, Jem. This wouldn't be the last time where I'd inadvertently injure myself in an attempt to avoid hitting someone else, but it was the last time I attempted to board a ski lift for a run named after a popular children's edutainment show. As ever, much love to you, Jake, and my fellow apostles. Jem and Porter said the town, not the band. Oh, man. Jem. Things you've done to yourself. Well, in classic style, I didn't have time to make it short today, if that makes any sense. Uh, thanks so much for your contributions. Uh, I really appreciate it. And uh, honestly, on a day like today, uh, it's the biggest help you could possibly imagine. Uh, I would very much welcome uh, your ideas for a kind of a self, self-help self book. not Maybe a self-help book or a, a self-revealing book about the nature of the human condition. Uh, something like uh, about your inner chimp brain or something. Uh, why don't you get in touch? It's uh, at nottodaypod on Twitter, or you can email nottoday at swanburst.com. I will do better tomorrow. God damn it. And uh, I hope you have a good day. I, uh, I'm i quite excited. I'm off to uh, pre-record some stuff for the podcast today with uh, Dr. Erica McAllister, who is a professor of flies. Uh, she's fascinating and brilliant and uh, we're going to have some of her stuff starting next week on a new slot called TGI Fly Day. Anyway, see you tomorrow. Bye. This has been a Swanburst Media production. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.